0: film episode 11 today we are talking the sandlot i'm here with my good friend and fellow teacher mitchell main before i ask you even how you're doing yeah i saw i saw in letterbox this week <laughs> that you gave a movie a half star rating and there is nothing i'd love to do more than start this episode with why you gave this certain movie a half star
1: and just how bad it was there's no other way I'd want to start it. Um, the movie is senior year, newly released Netflix film, released on um, Friday the 13th. And have you heard anything about it? Uh, after I
0: saw your review, I went and watched the trailer and I will not be watching this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my wife and I, we were Friday night, you know, trying to find a movie And sometimes it can be difficult because we have different tastes in movies with shows. We're pretty good. Like we can kind of like really connect on the same shows. Like she's really big into stranger things and I got her into breaking bad and she loved breaking bad. Um, It takes a little bit more convincing with the movies. And, you know, I was tired that night and I was like, you know, I don't want to deliver a spiel as to why I think we should watch Raging Bull right now. Uh, <laughs> and so I went on to Netflix and I saw Senior Year was the first thing up there. I saw Rebel Wilson. And you know what? I just said, do you want to watch this? And I knew she would say, yeah, it's fine. And she was never really like jazzed about it. and But we watched it. It's like hour and a half long you know just a typical netflix comedy and let me just start i didn't have any high expectations going in um but it's just so bad it's so bad um rebel wilson in a new role not really new it's definitely the role that like fits her and like the things that have preceded this movie for her um it's just so cringy in the sense like it's really trying to be like hyper-progressive. I think I even put that in my letterbox review. It's just like hyper-progressive beyond cringe. Um, there's like scenes where um, she's like visiting her old high school and like her current cheer team at that school. And like they're talking about like political issues in their cheer chants and things like that. And I'm just like like no it's it, it reminded me of um don't look up in the way that it's just so right in your face where it like almost undermines you as the viewer like and obviously this isn't meant to be like a huge deep insightful movie but there were points like where they tried to portray it like it was super deep and like influential and it's gonna be like a huge focal point in the canon of film for years to come and it's just not that it was it was just bad half a star i don't give half a stars a lot i give a lot of three and a halves um half a star senior year don't watch it
0: what what did you give it out of 100
1: uh 37 wow that's low shelby thought it was more worthy than that she didn't think it was great by any stretch of the mind but I told her it was a thirty-seven, and she just started laughing. Like it was better than that. I was uh, I was
0: watching something the other day, and it was like two comedians talking, and they were talking about their wives. And it's like when their their wives thinks that something is funny, and they don't, it's like wait, we can't <laughs> be married anymore if you think that that's funny. So is, did you almost have that situation? Like if she thinks this movie is good, it might we might have to call it quits.
1: No, because I knew. <laughs> like it was so bad. It was, that's how bad it was. Like I had no inkling of her thinking that it would even be remotely funny. And so like, if I was like, kind of worried about it, like, "Eh, she might think this is funny. Um, But no, no, we both thought it was garbage. She thought it was a little bit better than a 37, which a lot of people will as of right now, like when I last looked, the audience has given it like a 70 something, which blows my mind. How it goes, man. It's yeah. how it goes. Don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch. It.
0: <laughs> That's the other thing we do for you here at TTF. We uh we watch out for you. We look out for you. <laughs> we try to make good recommendations and try to keep you away from the bad
1: things. Yeah, yeah. You don't watch senior year. I just saved you an hour and a half of your life um, that you can use to watch something else, perhaps the movie that we're gonna talk about today. Yes. Um, and maybe moving
0: into, we'll see, maybe more positive talk. Um, we, we talk about hip hop a lot on this podcast yes. with movies and pretty big moment in the rap hip hop world uh, recently with Kendrick Lamar releasing his new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mm um give me your
1: give me your thoughts what do you think of this uh, new album okay no matter what i say people are gonna get mad at me um sure. let me just start i've only listened to it like through front to back once i've listened to like some standout songs which i'll touch on in a bit more obviously but I've listened to through, listened to it once through completely, start to finish, and I'm not impressed with it, but I'm not mad about it. Like, okay. when people talk about Kendrick, and they he is very much so, like, top MC of this generation, and yeah, he's obviously going to live on, but... For me personally, he's not hugely influential for me. Like, I don't have him like in my car playing regularly as I do to some of the other ones whom I mentioned in the last episode with Rushmore. Um, check that one out if you haven't yet. Um, I I like it. I mean, it, I think it's fine. Um, I do like how he does i I mean the bars are always there with kendrick i mean you can never doubt his lyrical ability and his pen um some of the instrumentals were cool some were not a lot of piano like grand stage piano on this album there was like i think it's called the rich interlude or something terrible song um it's not even kendrick rapping it i I think it's kodak black and it's just the ignorant rap bars and just like with a distorted piano playing. I couldn't really get into that. Um, it's fine. I like it. There's a couple standout songs. Um, Father Time is probably my favorite with Samfa. Um, I think I'm saying his name right Samfa. Um, I also really really liked the uh, Silent Hill kind of that ignorant rap song, Um, and Auntie Diaries. Those are my big three. Um, I think We Cry Together is the worst song he has ever made. Um, The worst song to maybe come out this year. What? Eh? What? I'm glad you agree on that because my stepbrother, shout out to Rabbi V, said that that was the only song he liked on the album. No, 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 no. (laughs) I can't believe that. That's not true, is it? Is he joking? No, he said that's the only song like he'll continuously play No, yeah, I don't I'm in disbelief that anyone in the world could just
0: put that song on for like willingly.
1: I, I was listening to it and like, I get the storytelling aspect you're trying to right. deliver, but like it's just too much. It's not like pleasing
0: to listen to like music you should like you should kind of enjoy it shouldn't you (laughs) no i did i listened to it the first time and i was like um no and i listened to it one more time and i deleted it like i have every song on my phone except for that one i'm like i don't want to ever hear it
1: again yeah the beat is awesome shout out the alchemist i'm just giving shout outs galore tonight um yeah it's great production but not the back and forth with him and the girl Eh, not for me. I'll just say that. It's not for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've i been talking with students about it just because I'm always interested in what they think. And um, every student I've talked to has not liked it, not enjoyed it, hmm. um, which I think makes sense. I mean, I feel like Kendrick Lamar, like you said, to me, he's always been more about his like lyrics.
1: Right. Um
0: which is kind of why I like him as an English teacher. Like there's always something in his songs you can find that's meaningful. And I think maybe this album more than any of them, he's saying like, he's saying a lot on a lot of these songs, but yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I was, I was telling kids today, like, I don't feel like there's anything that really stands out. Like there's no, you mentioned songs that you like. And like, there's songs that I like too. Like um, I really like the first song United in grief. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that one's pretty cool, but there's nothing to me that like I'm going to like, man, I want to go listen to this song right now or like listen to it throughout the summer where on his past albums, it's been like Humble and DNA and um, like All Right on to Pimple Butterfly. Like all those were like, yeah, these are more mainstream songs. And I feel like there isn't that on on here. But, yeah, he's definitely, I do like how much he's, like, when you read what he's saying and what he's mm-hmm. rapping, it's, like, there's a lot there. And then, yeah, Kodak Black, no, the, he doesn't, <laughs> I'm sorry, He. I feel like he doesn't have a lot to say. <laughs> the, the mix between him and Kendrick Lamar, is, uh, I, I don't get that. Um, like you said, just, like, kind of spitting out the cliche rap mm-hmm. um, lines, so... Yeah, I would say that I, I might be a little let down. I was expecting a lot for sure. Um, yeah, definitely like it, but expected more. I think that that's my my main thing.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like. I mean, I don't. I think Kodak Black delivers what he needs to on the song "Silent Hill." Everything else, I could toss out it. Um, you mentioned like the cliches that he says. There's another cliche thing in this that I don't really like. And Kendrick does kind of twist it a little bit, but I'm so sick of rappers like saying like or like equating themselves to like a God. Yeah. Like, I just think that's so unoriginal. And Kendrick does it in a way where it's like it's God speaking through him, which is I don't know. I I don't need it um just be like
0: Kanye West and literally make a song that says (laughs) I am a god that was my next
1: point just be direct about it (laughs) that song is not on my playlist either really Um, I
0: listen to that every morning before I go
1: to work (laughs) really just gets you in the mindset you're just looking in the mirror to that song (laughs) I also I did like though how the last album wasn't real like um darn was the album uh (laughs) it was released in 2017 or 2018 um it seems like he was able to still stay relevant with his storytelling like people are saying like it took him five years to make this like well no it didn't take him five years probably i mean a lot of the bars he is spitting out i guess you could say um they're pretty relevant like there's talking about like the pfizer vaccine and Kyrie. And yeah yeah I, I liked it for that
0: um and he, i think he even says on one song like that he didn't do anything for i think two years he said like he was yeah. trying to write and it just wasn't coming so um i guess props for waiting around i think other artists would have just been like oh, i'll just put out some crap and people listen to it um so yeah, I, I'm always going to support Kendrick Lamar because I think that he, he's just cool.
1: Um, but the music on this one, uh, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I hold Kendrick to the same level that you do. So I think that's why I wasn't let down. I definitely wasn't impressed, but not let down, I would say. Yeah, he's up, he's up on the board at school. So that immediately <laughs> high expectations. Like your wall of legends or what?
0: Yes, exactly. The, the wall of writers. Yeah, um, He's up there with MF Doom. So if that mm. tells you anything. Mm. MF Doom, Shakespeare, Kendrick Lamar. What a trio.
1: Do you have to get Earl Sweatshirt up in there? Um, I could send you, I'll send you a list. <laughs>
0: I actually, this is real quick. Uh, a kid was giving, a, we're doing speeches in my class. Maybe I'll talk about this at the end. And his speech was all about like people who don't fit in. Mm-hmm. And it was right after we recorded our episode about like our Rushmore of hip hop people. And I was uh-huh. like, you know what? You know who you should talk about is Earl Sweatshirt. He's got a crazy story about like not fitting in, but it working out for him. Um, so thanks for that. That
1: helped. Yeah, of course. That's what we do, baby. We connect to pop culture, current events. Yeah.
0: All right, let's let's work our way into this movie, The Sandlot. Um, I, I posed a task for you that I'm pretty yes. excited about. Um, am I correct in assuming you're not a huge like baseball person?
1: 100 percent. I love going <laughs> to the games like themselves, um, but I will not sit and watch a baseball game. I know the Rockies, our home squad, is not very good. Um, I'm wearing a Dodgers jersey right now, not because I'm a Dodgers fan, um, but this is a Yasiel Puig jersey. I love Yasiel Puig, um, but not baseball. Do you
0: know what team Yasiel Puig currently plays for?
1: Is it the Nationals? It is not. He was on the Nationals, right? I believe so at one point. Is he still on a team that's red? Uh, he's actually not in the LLB right now. I was going to say, I didn't question. think you were playing. <laughs> yeah, that was cold-blooded right there.
0: Um, well, anyways, I thought, you know, not everybody's a huge baseball fan, um, but what's going on right now in the world is NBA playoffs. Mm. And I don't know if you remember in college, but I used to do this when I was really bored in class. I would, I would take... Two sports and combine them and say okay uh what if all these nba players played baseball who would i want on my team where would they play so that's what we're doing today you're Mm -hmm. starting nine current nba players um we're we're picking our baseball teams here so um Let's do this. I'm feeling let's. very
1: confident about mine. Let me just you're say confident this. about yours. Yeah, very, very I want to
0: say I thought I like I didn't make obvious picks. I thought about it. I have reasons why I picked
1: them. Um, I'm I'm very proud of my list as well. I love it. You start us off. Start us off with ever, which let's go back and forth. Like you do a position, then I'll do it. Yeah, you start. I like it. Let's let's start with the pitcher. Okay. Um Pitchers I'm going to be or... mad if we have overlap. I'm going to say that. I'm going to be mad. I mean, you already know we're going to. But I mean, like, even same positions and everything. I feel like we will. Uh, lay we'll it on see. me. Who's your pitcher? We'll see. Um,
0: I, I absolutely am positive that this guy must be on your team. Um, pitchers are freak athletes. They're, like, crazy, just long and lengthy. They have arms like rubber bands. Uh-huh. So I figured, you know, I need a long, lengthy guy who uh, I know can kind of throw it pretty decently. So I went with the Joker, Nicole Jokic. Is
1: is that your picture as well? That is my literally my picture <laughs> is the Joker. Well, I mean, it's an obvious pick. He's it he's is. Like,
0: He's not, I I wouldn't call him jacked because he's not jacked, but he's just a big dude and, you know, he's strong and he's a great passer, which I feel like would complement the whole pitching aspect of things. So, I mean, he's, yeah, he's the obvious pick for, for taking the mound.
1: And to add, he controls the tempo of every basketball game. He's a part of, I feel like the pitchers control the tempo too. So yeah, it's, it's the joker. He's leading the charge. I also feel like
0: he's a guy you can't really figure out. Like he's mm-hmm. got so many moves and different things that he can do. That would, that'd be great for pitching. Batters couldn't figure him out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
1: I'm kind of, I'm mad, but I agree. <laughs> okay, well, we'll move on to the next one. And okay. I hope we don't have the same one again. <laughs> I do too. I, I was thinking if we had an overlap, it would be with the joker at pitcher. Okay.
0: um, The
1: catcher. Catcher catchers are
0: usually like kind of, I want to call them fat, but they're like bigger dudes. They're bigger dudes. And they've also got to be insanely smart. Like they're calling all the pitches. They know where the batter doesn't want the ball. They know where the ball needs to go. Once it's hit Um, smartest guy in the NBA, big dude, powerful LeBron James. Mm. I want LeBron James behind the plate, calling the shots. Um, I, I just want him to lead, lead the, lead the infield, lead the defense. So I went with LeBron as my catcher.
1: I think that's a bad choice. Um, I will say I have LeBron on my squad. Okay. I figured, um, I'm not just going to refute your choices. So that was rude. I apologize. (laughs) I take that back. Um, (laughs) but my catcher, when I think of the catcher of a baseball team, I think of like, a hard nosed like bulldog type of guy, the guy who's going to, you know, get in your face and sort of just take the, the runt of everything. And so when I thought of that, there were two choices, either Patrick Beverly Mm -hmm. or Marcus smart. Mm -hmm. And let's just say I went with the smart decision. I'm choosing Marcus smart. He's more skilled. (laughs) He's a great defender. He's willing to get, on the hardwood and dive. I feel like LeBron is too old in his career to be going up and down with those knees. That's Um, true. That's true. Marcus smart catcher. Okay.
0: That's a good pick. Um, He he may be appearing in my, my lineup (laughs) later on. We're just going to have the same people just in different positions. I I almost guarantee. No, I will guarantee it right now that I have a guy that you do not have. Okay. That's risky, but I'm going to guarantee it.
1: Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. Should you just do that one? You build up this anticipation. Who is- nope, nope. I want to save it. We're going-, we're going down the list. <laughs> we're-, we're moving
0: on to first base. Okay.
1: Uh, why don't you go first? Okay, first base. I have a little um, experience with first base, and I played first base back in my adolescent years. All right, I was about to make a joke about first base, but... <laughs> what? They-, they just stand there and hit...
0: No, I was thinking more of the uh like um the like uh when you're in 7th grade and you're like, "Ooh, I made it to second base with
1: my girlfriend." I was thinking more of that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no comment on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> one thing I learned about playing first base is that you need to have a lot of like flexibility and stretch with your legs. You need to be lengthy so you can catch that ball and also just be a good catcher of that. Um, And so I thought, okay, who's a talented lengthy character player that I can have as first base, but then also reliable as a hitter. Um, And I'm not a big fan of this player. Um, but he is great, and there's no denying it, and that is Kevin Durant.
0: Okay, KD, first base. Talk about why you're not a fan of KD, because I'm so not a fan of him, he's not even on my team.
1: Because KD is not a champion in any sense of the word. Um, I'm taking shots at Kevin Durant, knowing willingly that he is not listening to this podcast at all. Um, Kevin Durant just kind of – Like, when you think about a true player, you think Mamba mentality, anybody who is going to stick with their team, like a Damian Lillard, who is not on my squad, um, which I kind of regret, kind of don't. Kevin Durant, just not, not really a leader by any imagination. He's not, like, he doesn't seem like he's that good of a teammate. And he's just out for himself. I feel like none of his rings are valid. Um, Katie, if you're listening, I'm not sorry, but I know I he's not listening, so I can say it. <laughs> I will say I do. I
0: I kind of agree with a lot of what you said, but I do respect um, Kevin Durant on Twitter. is just like a man on a mission.
1: I do respect that, and yeah, no filter. I do like that,
0: and I just like. I wish more celebrities would just be like, hey, I'm a normal person. Like, if you're making me mad, I'm going to tweet at you and I'm going to say things to you. And so I respect that. So you might want to watch out. You might not want to tweet anything about this because he might come at us.
1: No, I hope he does come at us, if I'm being honest.
0: <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. I wonder what Kevin Durant's favorite movie is.
1: How should I ask him?
0: Knowing that he's
1: not going to respond? (laughs) Yep, definitely. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, My first baseman, I kind of went with the same thing. Like, they got to be kind of a big dude. They got to be uh, kind of long and lanky so that they can catch anything that's coming their way. And, you know, first baseman can, like, just jack home runs. Like, when you think of a first baseman, they just need to hit the ball hard. I'm going with Joel Embiid. Dude's Ooh. a monster. Dude is a monster. Powerful. Um, he needs to get in a low post more. Uh, but we're on the baseball field, so it doesn't matter. Joel Embiid's my first baseman.
1: That's a good pick. I like that pick. I respect that pick.
0: Thank you. All right, Not moving MVP, on. Though. He should have been. No, he are you serious? Been. I, I, Well, I only say that. I put a like three months ago I put a five dollar bet on him to win the MVP and I was gonna win like I don't know 50 bucks and so I was really pulling for him I I respect Nikola Jokic
1: of course Nikola Jokic is by definition the most valuable player we're not getting into this right now yeah this is
0: baseball time (laughs) um my second baseman is Marcus Smart, like you said. Oh, okay. he, he's scrappy. He's a de- defender. Um, and I just – you know, you want a sure-handed guy at second base. They don't need to, like, hit home runs or do anything crazy. They just need to – yeah, they need to be scrappy. They need to be kind of quick, um, good on the base pass, and Marcus Smart's my guy.
1: Nice. That's a good pick, too. I think – when I think of, like, second and shortstop, I think of, like, your two – main personalities of the team like these are like the star guys usually um and I agree with you that a second baseman needs to be quick on their feet my player is not the most quick um but very very flashy very talented on the up and up already an elite talent and that is Luka Doncic nice yes
0: nice um that actually that brings me right to my third baseman, actually. Uh, cause Luca's my third baseman. And I I put him at third base because like third base, you gotta be strong, you gotta be powerful, you gotta get it all the way across the field when you throw mm-hmm. it. Um, and you you don't have to be as quick. And that's Luca. The amount of, the just the ability of Luca to hit his the step back jumpers that he does, like Unreal. how strong he is to do that is absolutely insane. So I want him
1: at third. And as I'm watching Luca play, like from the comfort of my couch and I like, I watch him and like, he moves so slow. I'm like, I could guard that, (laughs) but clearly I couldn't. He's just so skilled. And he plays like, I feel like he
0: plays like every guy that, place pickup basketball like just hit trying to hit step
1: backs falling away but the, they all go in so he can do it yeah he's like what every guy at the y thinks they are yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's your third baseman my third baseman I settle kind of echoing you I need a strong powerful player um reliable on both ends of the game um Giannis Giannis. honest what else do i need to say just a beast yeah and nothing's getting by him at, at third base like
0: he he can almost probably play shortstop at the same time
1: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly just a wall a wall
0: all right uh let's hear your shortstop
1: my shortstop i went with the more traditional quick on their feet um still flashy but reliable and fast moving um, maybe a little bit smaller Incredibly athletic, Ja Morant.
0: Dude, <laughs> the, the crossover continues. Um, the sh- the shortstop I feel is like the the point guard of the baseball team. Exactly, exactly. They're they're like the guy, and they've got to be the guy. They can be a little flashy, a little cocky. They got to be athletic. So yeah, Ja Morant would be the perfect shortstop. And again. Um, we keep talking about power. You got to be powerful too. And I ain't messing around with John Morant. You talk Mm -hmm. about being able to guard an NBA player. There is a 0% chance that I could even stand in front of John Morant for more than half
1: a second. (laughs) Or any NBA player for that matter. Myself. Uh, (laughs) uh, There's there's some guys. There's some guys I could, I could take them. (laughs) You want to shout them out?
0: Uh, Let me think. Um, No, I don't. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, as i've said on this podcast before i raced an eighth grade girl and almost lost so yeah, I, I think everybody knows where i lie with all of that <laughs> <laughs> um moving out into the outfield mm. uh i'm actually we're gonna skip left field real quick and start with center field okay. um center field i feel like is the shortstop of the outfield like they got to mm. be pretty cool they got to have some swag um And they got to be crazy athletic. And that's why I picked Dame Dalla, Mm.
1: Damian Lillard. That's a great pick. That's a really great pick. Um, My center fielder. Basically, this is a guy that can do it all and do it all very well. Um, I'm also a friend of this guy. Oh, I, I was waiting for the episode when this got put in
0: and I'm glad I'm glad it's happening now.
1: Yeah, this is my boy, Derek White, um, number nine point guard, shooting guard for the Boston Celtics. Recently moved into the Eastern Conference Finals. Shout out, Derek. Miss you. Good luck. Um, he is my center fielder because I think he did play center field in high school. Um, it was outfield for sure. Um, he also won MVP at the celebrity all-star game for MLB last year. Um, athlete, super, super fast too. Like, I feel like a center fielder needs to be fast. Um, a couple years ago, it was like De'Aaron Fox as the fastest point guard. And then Derek White, like right behind him. Um, so he's super, super quick. Um, Derek White, shout out Derek White, my center fielder
0: nice um when when's he coming on the podcast since you guys are friends
1: uh i actually just texted him 30 minutes no (laughs) that would be awesome derek you're not listening but i'd love to have you on here that'd be sweet that'd be cool um yeah dreams
0: moving on let's finish it out our left field and our, our right field um i mean i'm a new york yankees fan uh the New York Yankees are kind of notorious right now for just having a completely almost inhuman outfield because they have Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and this guy named Joey Gallo, and they're just monsters of of dudes. They're huge. Uh, Like, (laughs) if we were doing a – if we were flipping this, Aaron Judge would be like – he'd be on a basketball team easy. Power forward. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. He dominate. So for my outfield, I, I just wanted big dudes. Uh, so I I'm, I'm just gonna give them both to you right now. The first one is is Giannis in right field. Um, he could rob home runs like he would he would extend the field longer than it is uh, with his just insane reach. And then in left field, you ever seen those pictures of really old baseball players and they just look so cool like back in the '70s. One of the reasons they look cool, it's these guys with these, like, giant afros. Yes. So, on left field, I want Jarrett Allen, oh. center for the Cleveland Cavaliers, because his stash and fro under a hat, like, he just brings the 70s back, and that's the only reason I want him on my team.
1: Is that the guy that you knew I would not have on my team? Yes, and I,
0: I swear if you have him on your
1: list, we're done. I do not have him on my okay, list. Okay, good, good. Um this has no relation to my answer for left field, but isn't typically like left field, the one where you put the kid in little league that can't play very well. No, that's, that's right
0: field. Because like you, if you have a right-handed batter, they're going to hit it to left field and there's like hardly any left-handed batters. So you put them in right field where nobody ever hits it.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, This is no dig at the greatest basketball player of all time, but LeBron James is my right fielder. Um, When I thought of right field, I mentioned him earlier, but my mind immediately went to my boy, Yasiel Puig. One of the things I remember about Yasiel Puig just being deadly with is his ability to catch a fly ball from right field and then just monster throw it all the way to home plate. Like effortlessly with like one hop. I feel like LeBron can play quarterback and do that still. So LeBron, the GOAT, um, if you don't agree with me, hit me up on Twitter and tell me why you disagree. Um, But you're wrong. LeBron James is the GOAT playing right field, left field. I don't have too much knowledge with like outfielder logic and things like that. I just want a utility guy. I want a guy who is incredibly skilled, who can play defense, can hit the ball well, um, and I have all that and more with my All Star strong forward, Boston Celtic Jason Tatum. Okay,
0: he was very close to making my list. Like he, I was like, should he be my second baseman, shortstop? So I'm glad that he's making an appearance on one you of. You can our
1: put teams. him anywhere on the diamond. That's true. I, and I think maybe that's why I didn't
0: put him on here because I was like, man, where do I? He could fit anywhere. Right, right. All right. That's a pretty, that's a pretty sick squad. I'm gonna read mine real quick. Nicole Jokic pitcher, LeBron catching, Joel Embiid at first, Marcus Smart playing second, Luca at third, Ja Morant at shortstop in my outfield. I got Jarrett Allen, Damian Lillard, and Giannis.
1: Mm-hmm pitching for me I got the Joker catcher is Marcus Smart first base Kevin Durant second base Luka Doncic shortstop Ja Morant third base Giannis left field Jason Tatum right field LeBron the goat James and center field Derek White um are who we leaving out
0: who, like, I almost put CP3 on the list, but I'm really not a fan, so I didn't want him on my team. We're missing you all the
1: Patrick Beverly slander with CP3 on first I, take? I did see that. I'm a fan <laughs> of it. I like it. I love when basketball players are unfiltered like that. Yeah. He gets so yeah. mad at Stephen A. I love
0: it. <laughs> uh, we're both missing Steph Curry. I really wanted Draymond on my team just to bring some, like, some
1: talk. He's a catcher.
0: Yeah. Your trash talk yeah.
1: behind the plate. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. All right.
1: Where does Bobon
0: fit? I almost put him at first base just because he'd be great over there.
1: Yeah, that would be good. Well, what happens after he hits the ball? He can't run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: He's getting the pinch runner.
1: Yeah. It's just home runner bust though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we are, we're sorry to any NBA players that have been left off our lists. Um, and hopefully you get over it (laughs) um and I also I wanted to try and make a joke about Ben Simmons not shooting and like not throwing the ball it just wasn't I couldn't put it together
1: so no he won't step out of the dugout
0: yeah there we go there we go
1: (laughs) Yep, yeah Anthony Davis is the third base coach (laughs) yeah acting like he's
0: part of the team He's the guy, like, you see those pitchers after they pitch, they got the giant packs of ice on their arm. He's just like that 24-7 in the dugout.
1: Yeah. yeah. I love how Charles Barkley calls him Anthony Street Clothes Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect.
0: It's perfect. Okay, the
1: sandlot. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, we went on a tangent there. I like that talk, though. That's fun. Yeah, that was good.
0: Uh, okay, synopsis. In the summer of 1962, a new kid in town, Smalls, is taken under the wing of a young baseball prodigy, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, and his team, resulting in many adventures. Uh, this, is, this is an all-time classic movie, one of the best baseball movies of all time. Um, why don't you start us off? What are your initial thoughts? What's the big
1: thing you want to get into? Um, I have two trains of thought. Let's... Let me just... Okay, I'll start out with this one. This is more of the filmy type of approach. Shout out to David Newman. Do you know who David Newman is? No idea. I'm giving shout outs in this episode. Free of charge. <laughs> and this one is for david newman he was the composer of this movie um he also did like jingle all the way with arnold schwarzenegger um heathers was another one i just found all this out today um the the sounds the musical compositions in this movie are so perfect and so vast um this is kind of diving into just like some specific scenes, but like the scene where we learn about the beast in the treehouse, we have like the horror score in the background. Yeah. The scene where squints is quote unquote drowning. It sounds like I'm watching jaws. <laughs> um, the scene where Benny, the jet meets eye to eye with the beast and there's the stare down it feels and sounds like an old Western uh, shootout is about to happen. Yes. 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 Yeah. Just so many good compositions with sound in this. The song choices are great. Of course. Um, Tequila. Tequila. Um, (laughs) But man, shout out to David Newman. I wanted to start with that.
0: That's a great start because I was going to talk about the soundtrack and I'm glad you talked about like the score itself. Um, There's another part of the score I think it's when they have the baseball game against uh, like the other, like the prep kids, the nice, they're all in uniforms. And it's just them like hitting over and over again. And it's like this like cool jazz kind of upbeat jazz music. And it's just perfect for what's going on. The soundtrack, the soundtrack of this movie is so underrated and so good. I think one of my, my maybe top five movie scenes of all time is the 4th of July scene. the yes. w- When people move to this country, they should just be shown that <laughs> scene right there and just say, welcome, come on <laughs> in. This is what it's like. Not really, but this is what we would like it to be like. Ray Charles in the background, Ham's grabbing hot- the hot dog and throwing <laughs> everything on it. And just the idea that like, man, we get to go play more baseball because like the sky's going to be lit up. That, that scene is one of my favorite scenes of all time. And it's and it's only that way because of like the Ray Charles song in the background. I love that scene. Benny the Jet walking or running slow-mo after he hits the home run and everyone's just watching the fireworks. Mm. Come on, man. That's an amazing, amazing scene. And yeah, the soundtrack is is just perfect behind it.
1: That I wanted to talk about that scene. You said that's gonna lead into another point. I'm not gonna get there. Um, the shot where yeah, they're looking up at the fireworks and the songs in the background, it just fits so perfectly. Like this is fourth of July in the 19 is it late 50s? 62. Early 60s? 62, 1962. Okay, yeah, early 60s. This this is it. Come along for the ride. Um, There are going to be fireworks endlessly going off for hours. Yeah, with no police alerts, brightening the sky with colors. Welcome, welcome. It's just the perfect combo because we've got the hot dog, we've got
0: America, and we've got baseball. Like if life was that simple, things would be great. Things would be great if life was just like that all the time.
1: Which brings me to one of my points this movie is not like life now um and it's kind of sad but there are some moments like with his mother smalls his mother yeah. um she's like encouraging him to go outside and get into trouble and um do all these not bad things but you know explore and get your knees dirty i feel like Parents maybe aren't saying that as much anymore because they're saying, "Hey, um, go on your iPad. Go play on. Um, I don't know. You know. Go watch Coco Melon. I don't know. <laughs> shout out Coco Melon. Um, <laughs> no shouting out Coco Melon. I would take any other shout outs. Quick take back. Quick take back. Um, but it's just so different with nowadays. Um, when he leaves. There's no Life 360 app in his phone. He just says, okay, mom, going out. Be back in a while. Like simpler times. That's what this movie reminded me of. Simpler times.
0: Yeah, I was I was kind of looking through some reviews of what people had said before we got on. And one review that I really liked, somebody said something along the lines of like, this makes you feel nostalgic for a time that you've never lived. Like that's not mm. possible because nostalgia is like, something it's you missing something that you've experienced before and yeah you watch this movie and like I've never gotten with a group of friends when I was 10 years old to go play baseball in like this super cool sandlot but you feel like you've done things like that before like this movie when you watch it like you just feel like a kid and you like wish you were a kid like man I wish that I could go do that right now and just like yeah go throw the baseball around for oh my god one of my favorite quotes ever uh is when they say he's he's like introducing them and he says that the game never ended like it never it they just kept going forever like man that is that's such a cool idea that they it's just what they do and it goes on for the till the end of time
1: yeah and if it was up to benny the jet they would never leave that diamond it's interesting um when we ever I was and I noticed this more this time than the first 50 times when I watched it as a kid um his character really only ever shines on the literal baseball diamond um like there's the camp out scene where like he's very much so just in the foreground while squints like squints has a personality obviously like he clearly shines in that scene I love the shot where it's the, the flashlight underneath him and then it zooms yeah. in on his face and then he goes forever. Yeah. <laughs> forever yeah it first of all that cop looks like squints just 30 years later from his little flashback
0: well he says it's his uh like great grandpa or something
1: oh yeah you're right you're right yeah but like yeah yeah the, it's the glasses i think yeah totally squints also looks like logic I don't know if that's like a a fresh take. I don't know if that's been around the interwebs, but I was like, man, this is logic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, let's, let's talk about some side characters because uh, Squints is obviously uh, probably maybe the most famous like character from this movie. Like I feel like he is more famous or more talked about in pop culture than Benny the Jet or even Smalls. Um, or Definitely maybe,
1: more than Smalls.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, love squints. Um, the we've. I don't know why every movie we pick recently is just full of nicknames. Um, <laughs> this movie's another great nickname movie the kid uh yeah yeah that is such a stinking great nickname and the fact that he he says yeah yeah like before he talks sometimes he's like okay okay he just says words twice like that's awesome um we have ham porter who is another uh character who i feel like is yeah definitely really famous in pop culture um i guess those are the main ones that we have timmy and tommy they're not super uh, important. I guess the other side character that is definitely important Wendy Peppercorn.
1: Mm. Mm. Wendy
0: Peppercorn. What a scene that is. It's and again it, you mentioned like how Benny is not always the focal point like that's another that pool scene like we hardly even see him. It's like squints time to shine. Right. Um, probably one of on, there's I, I mean we're going to get into it later but there's so many scenes in this movie that are just famous and kind of perfect uh the pool scene definitely being being one of them and yeah squints and wendy peppercorn and their nine kids like that's awesome
1: (laughs) we have to give a quick plug to uh ham as he's yeah when he's walking out and he's flexing for the girls oh yeah Um, like the things he says he calls them like sexy and all these other things like just what a
0: character and then does the cannonball gets them all soaked? Like, the other,
1: yeah. go ahead. It's just like it, it, like the cannonball was like equated to like a one thousand pound boulder <laughs> yeah. jumping into the pool that just took this massive wave.
0: Yeah, the other great moment of his is when he's like talking trash to the the pretty boys. Um, well, I guess even before the game, we get them probably maybe most famous line in movie history. You play ball like a girl.
1: Mm, uh, I want to talk about that one. I want to talk about it.
0: Okay. But even after that, like the, the trash talking he does behind the plate when he's like, is that your sister out there in, in left field <laughs> naked? Uh, <laughs> like naked. all that. Is, it's just perfect. <laughs> like I find it funny now. And yeah, when you're a kid and you watch this, you find it even funnier. It's, it's hilarious.
1: My question to you on that same topic you play ball like a girl i see your sister out in left field naked they're great for us we grew up knowing these we went into it this time watching it the world is at a much different place now do you think this movie could be made obviously it could be made now it's pg um but do you think these jokes would be in the new edition or how do you feel about that? Cause that's something I definitely thought about as I was watching it.
0: Yeah. I thought about it too. And it wasn't something I really wanted to think about because it's like, right. like they're kids when you're a 10 year old boy, the the last thing you want to do is like be associated with a girl. It's like, no. So yeah, I get some of that. And like, even like the squints and Wendy peppercorn thing, when you think about it, it's weird um so now yeah they definitely have to change some stuff but i don't i don't see any real problem with it because it's funny it's funny jokes are jokes are jokes and uh yeah it's a it's a kids movie we can all take it easy there's no
1: need to get worked up about any of this right and it takes place in 1962 right yeah yeah yeah
0: um let's get into some more scenes let's see um one of my one of my other favorite scenes is you kind of mentioned it but the 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 standoff western showdown Mm. between the beast and benny the jet rodriguez is the way it's filmed is so stinking cool um the close-ups on like benny's eyes uh and then like back to the beast and then the ground, and it's like Benny slowly stepping closer. Uh, before that, we get him like lacing up the PF Flyers. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it, it. they filmed it like it's in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. It, it looked it looked awesome. It uh, that was a that's an awesome scene.
1: Once he starts to run away too, or like yeah, once it happens, like there's the whip in the background. It's like, whoosh. like you definitely get the western feel. Yeah, and then the chase. I love the chase because they're just, again, just American culture, 1962, having a summer uh, carnival or whatever you want to call it. And then here comes this beast of a dog, and just this random fifth grader, <laughs> just running through everything, running through a a movie in a set up in a public gym or something. Did you see what
0: um, that they were watching uh they were watching Blade on
1: the projector? <laughs> <laughs> in all I was going to say that's a great trivia question. What movie was playing in the chase scene in the sandlot? I don't know what it is.
0: It's it's Blade featured in Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Um though <laughs> no, I only say that because I was I was kind of paying attention and they were talking about like vampires and stuff, but I don't know the movie.
1: <laughs> the girl reminded me of um the lady from spirited away the grandma
0: oh. oh yeah the old the like the the wash house keeper
1: yeah um yubaba. oh yeah 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 it looked like yubaba <laughs> shout out yubaba shout out yubaba <laughs> i love that scene there yeah i love the scene too um th- this, let's say the various scenes this is probably one of the moments that made me laugh the most in the movie just all of the different plans they create to try to get the ball back there's the erector catapult thing yeah there's i called it the the yeah yeah ploy <laughs> where they hook yeah yeah up to that rope yeah and he almost had the ball he just dropped it of course he drops it there's the don't they hook like a vacuum up to something and try it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the vacuum up to the um the catcher's mask. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's so a so that's ingenuity. a
0: great uh, we talk. Ingenuitive. We talked with Rushmore all about montages like that's a great montage right there. And even in the end, you mentioned like the yeah, yeah, going over. Did you catch it at the end that like when they're doing the goodbyes and he's like narrating where everybody went that he like, not invented base jumping, but became real popular with it. And it yeah, was like a callback jumping. to that. Yeah. yeah I, I never, never recognized that when I watched this in the past. So I thought that that was cool. But yeah, just all the, time that they're all together, which is a lot during the movie, when they're all together, like doing anything, it's just so cool. Like a group of 10 year old kids together, just coming up with stuff and hanging <laughs> out is just, it's the best, man. It makes you happy
1: it's carefree it's light it's something yeah that you remember from your childhood but you never did yeah (laughs) exactly that's a great way to put it uh can we talk about just
0: how lame smalls is
1: dude can we please (laughs) that was one of my things um can i start this one um hmm yeah, I'm going to his hat. His hat. <laughs> oh, that's what his, I was gonna say, dude. The bill on that cap is so long.
0: <laughs> what is he
1: doing? I've
0: my brother and I have made fun of him for that for so long. It the, the bill of the hat. Oh my god! It it is like it, it's it's longer than his glove. Like he'd have a better can. Chance holding the bill of his hat to catch that ball. Um, yeah, what we've we've talked about perfect costume choices on. I believe I mentioned uh, Mickey Rourke's glasses yeah. um, in the wrestler episode. But this is up there with Mickey Rourke's glasses in the wrestler. The long billed hat for Smalls is just immediately. It's
1: like this guy stinks, man. He stinks. <laughs> Benny saves the day though. Not only does he have an extra glove for him in his back pocket because he just carries around an extra glove, but he also has an extra hat that he just keeps tucked in his waistband at any (laughs) available time (laughs) and he needs it. He's like, Hey, I got it.
0: He's been carrying around a hat all these years because, (laughs) you know, Benny, the jet is like the nicest kid in the world as well. Um, Just like teaching smalls, everything. Um, but yeah, he's been carrying around that hat just in case he runs into a lame kid who doesn't know Babe Ruth is uh, to yeah make him look a little cooler.
1: I was gonna ask you. I agree. Benny is just the man. Um, you talked about costume design. I mean, the rolled up jeans. I still wear my jeans rolled up um, because of Benny the Jet. Um, I do not wear PF Flyers, um, but he has the rolled up jeans, the button up shirt. That's Unbutton the white tee underneath the hat, just killing it. Um, he doesn't give very good baseball advice, though. And, and I was going to ask you this question because you have a little bit more background with baseball. When he's teaching Smalls how to throw the baseball, he says, you ever run a paper route? It's just like throwing a newspaper. But when you get to this point, like right above your shoulder, you just let go. That's bad technique, right? Because don't you need to follow through? Yeah, you know it's just
0: like a basketball shot. You hold your follow through at the end. You reach to the cookie jar. Exactly. Yes, you're. You should be. You should be coming way down, way down, Benny. Also, um, catching a fly ball is not as easy as just sticking your hand yeah. straight up into the air and hoping that the one in a billion chance that the ball goes right where it's at. But hey. Um, I, I guess it worked out for small. So yeah, you're right. Benny is much, a much better player than he is the coach,
1: which is good because he turned to be a professional player and not a coach. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But what on do you that mean? note of catching a fly ball, if you are as good as Benny, you can put it anywhere you want. And so he was just looking at smalls, his glove and he's like, all right, here we go. That's true. Is
0: that a, a theory or is that fact that he just, he hit it perfectly to where it needed to go?
1: Oh, that's fact. hundred percent.
0: Undisputed. Um, uh, Let's see. A few other, few others. Oh, I guess this is sticking with what we're talking about. When, when he, when Smalls goes to pick the ball up and he's just repeating to himself, don't be a goofus. Don't be a goofus. <laughs> I can tell you what, buddy, if you're saying the word goofus, you are a goofus. Yep. It's too late for you.
1: <laughs> this is him when he's wearing the, the, the khakis too, with the button-up shirt tucked in. Oh, Smalls, what are you doing? Everybody else looks super cool, and then there's Smalls being a goofus, a selfie. He looks like a
0: like a sixty-three-year-old history teacher who was on his last leg, like just getting getting ready to get out of there. Um, yeah. yeah, not a good look when you're around ten-year-old boys. And I love that they're just like they're not cutting him any slack. He looks like an L seven weenie. One of the best insults of all time.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, how about the uh, just throwing the steak right on the eye?
1: They were having that for dinner.
0: Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I always remember that with this movie that the dad is just like, yeah, I'm going to just whip this out and uh, salmonella right to the eyeball.
1: It wasn't even like, because I thought it looked like it had like parchment paper wrapped around it. It was just He did, the but then steak? he whips
0: it out and just smacks him in the face with it.
1: Oh, so he takes it out of the paper. Yeah. Oh, I I'm didn't see sure. that. I thought he just took the, the steak in the paper and put it on his eye. No, no, no. He whips that, he whips that bad boy out and throws it on. Yeah, that's not smart. <laughs> he, he's kind of a negligent father for the first half of the movie.
0: Yeah, he's too busy doing his taxes or something. Who knows what he's doing?
1: (laughs) He develops, though. He develops well along with Smalls. Um, We mentioned the hat. When he's announcing that last game, he's wearing that hat, and it still looks just as bad as (laughs) it does when he's a little fifth grader to when he's, like, what, 35, 40 years old. See, I could have sworn I thought it looked better on him when he was older. Like, I swear the bill shrunk because <laughs> I, I thought
0: the same thing. Like, I saw the fish and I was like, oh, no, the, the hat is back. I swear it got smaller. But I guess I guess if it didn't, then, yeah, we've got a
1: real problem. You think you can find that hat on the Internet? Oh, that's a good question. That is. I a- buy it if it's not so <laughs> like elongated with the bill. It's uh cool hat.
0: Yeah, we're going to we're going to find this out. All right, let's keep talking. Yeah. We're, are we both looking it up?
1: No, we have our producers. Um, our producers of Teachers Talk Film are looking that up for us. We have researchers in the back. Well, what's our producer's name says. again? What's the what? What's our producer's name again? Um, Arlo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our furry friend. Um, one quick thing about that scene at the end, though. Um, Benny, a grown adult, Benny scares me. He look. He looks. He looks strange, man. Like, I don't know if it's his eyes or his face shape or what. Like, he does look like the kid, but when he looks up into, I'm like,
1: nah. He just looks weird. I think it's overacting for me. The thumbs up. Okay, that's probably it. He's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then he's like, yeah. Like, he's definitely overacting there.
0: Uh, how about, we haven't mentioned it yet, but James Earl Jones, oh. Darth, Darth Vader himself. What a like four minute performance he puts into this movie that is just, just perfect.
1: Adds, adds something now that I appreciate it or that I appreciate much more now versus when I was a kid. I didn't catch when I was a kid. I didn't catch that, that character. I think his name's Myrtle. Um, Yeah, because he has the junkyard. He played baseball with Babe Ruth um, and the rest of the 1927 Yankee squad. Um, But he he became blind because he got hit in the head. He's just so, like, resemblant of the old character with so much wisdom and knowledge. And I think the whole movie, like, this whole movie could have been avoided if they just knocked on his door like he said like you could have just knocked at the door and then all you yeah. get mad at squints because they suggested that but squints said it had to be like some elaborate plan whatever just so I, so intelligent so wise so calming um great performance great and performance. I love I love that his like his plan for them is like, hey I'll give you this baseball
0: literally all you got to do come talk baseball with me once a week like that's yeah. just man this movie is so so nice man that i just want to talk to you guys about baseball like that's so cool
1: i hate the phrase it hits you in the feels but it that it hits you in the feels there yes it yeah. does that's
0: a that's a circa like 2019 phrase right there
1: right right <laughs> it just young versus old coming together as one yeah i love it um, what else could you want what else could you want what else could you want
0: uh i think i don't i got a few more things to talk about um one thing that i i just i would never noticed this before the amount of times that the narrator says biggest pickle of all time he says it like three or four times it's like hey we're getting there we'll we'll figure it out yeah. like, we don't need to we know what a pickle is by the time we get to where we need to know what it is like he just keeps saying till i got into the biggest pickle of all time uh, like that's weird
1: how did you feel about the narration just at large
0: um I usually don't like narration um I don't think anything crazy about it I guess it was cool because it came together in the end that like he's narrating this story looking back like he still has this life in baseball um so yeah I didn't mind it
1: were you not a fan I mean I didn't hate it it's like Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers for me. I didn't hate it, but I could have done without it. Yeah. yeah. It definitely does add sort of the sentimental, like, kind of cheesy aspect to it, which people really liked. And I still like it, honestly. Um, But yeah, I think I could have done without it too.
0: Yeah. Um, Another scene at the end, it's kind of just the closing scene, is them, the slow-mo around around the field, around the sand lot. Uh, and it's just like, I think that's a point where the narration is really good. Cause it's talking about just what happened to all these guys as they, they went away.
1: I agree. I do like that.
0: It's like, kind of, it's kind of sad too, because like he says that they never replaced a player. Like once there was seven of them, there were seven of them. Once there was three of them, there were three of them. And then finally gets to like the last two guys. And it's just like, he throws the pitch and Benny hits the home run and, um, like they're, I don't know. I just like the way that that's filmed and it's like them disappearing in slow-mo as they throw it around. That's one of the things that like, I remember this in high school when I played baseball and just like knowing that it was ending, like it stunk because I always knew basketball, like you and I could go play basketball right now if we wanted to, if we want to go play baseball right now, it like you just need a lot of people to do it. Like it's hard to just go play pickup baseball, um, so that idea that they, yeah, uh, we're, we're not replacing anybody. We're just like, once it ends, it ends. I thought that that was, yeah, a little sad, but I, I liked
1: it a lot. I did too. I do like that. I like the narration at the end there too, when it's talking about, you mentioned it with yeah yeah and just like where they ended up. I thought one of the most sad parts was Bircher, I think it's his name bertram i wrote this down too yeah he got lost in the movement of the 60s so he just became like this hippie revolutionist probably
0: yeah they just like he just disappeared they lost track of him he was gone
1: yeah i yeah i feel like he was the one who picked up the like the army jacket from the salvation <laughs> army and the john lennon glasses and just went traveling across the country in a Volkswagen
0: followed around the grateful dead
1: yeah exactly (laughs) yeah
0: but you know what he always had his past his his old days he always remembered um thrown around the baseball in the sandlot uh do we need a bertram
1: spinoff movie maybe it's rated r oh i like (laughs) that bertram 20 is it bertram i'm pretty sure it's bertram bertram 20 years later where did he end up i think that's great Ooh, yeah. I really like that. We could bring back the the big chief. Yes. Yeah. What another have. great scene,
0: by the way, and another great song choice. Uh, I mean, it's it's perfect.
1: So much product placement in that scene. Um, what it, he jaw, and then he puts it up to the camera, and then yeah. they're all putting it in, and they're telling Smalls, all the pros do it yeah and this chew yeah they're real is big chief even a, was that a real tobacco brand probably i'm not i i don't know yeah. these days but. our researchers are looking that up for us right now
0: uh and i just did get word from our researchers that uh the uh the long-billed duck hat is it a duck or a fish on it it's
1: a it's a fish
0: uh i thought it was a fish don't it's know like why a rainbow that. trout um it is it is not able to be found, but you could buy just a regular long built hat and put the fish on it if you really wanted to.
1: Not the same. Not, <laughs> not the same. I want the one that was told to be burned by Benny the Jet. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: <laughs> throw it to the fireplace.
1: I love yeah. that he says that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I want that. All right. Uh, any any closing thoughts? Um. I just took down a lot of it with this movie there. It's just, it's a trip down memory lane. Like I just wrote down so many like iconic moments, the green fence, um, the camp out scene, the s'mores. Okay. You mentioned the s'mores and I just looked at it. How's, how smalls not know
0: what a s'more is? These parents should be locked up for child abuse. <laughs> you by 10 years old, if you don't know what a s'more is, uh, your parents should be locked up.
1: That's not okay. Especially back then when like camping was the norm and like it still is, but like
0: you yeah, don't know what a on.
1: s'mores is. Come on, Bill. You never Bill. had a s'mores flavored pop tart? Yes, they're amazing. They're, they're delicious. Yes. They're delicious. Smalls never had one. Maybe they weren't a thing.
0: Yeah. Okay, producers are now looking up when Pop Tarts were invented.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm getting word um, 1961. <laughs> so it was new on the scene. Yeah, yeah. I I I just love this movie. I think um, maybe love isn't the right word. Ah, yeah, I love it for what it is. Um, I wrote down it. This is another 2019 phrase. This film is a vibe. It's a vibe. Um, it makes I hate me... when I,
0: I catch myself saying that because it's it does perfectly sum things up, but it's like, I sound like a freshman in high I school. Know.
1: And I'm willingly saying it's a vibe knowing that I sound like a freshman in high school, but it is. It makes me want to um, play some baseball in the sandlot, take my convertible car with my rolled up jeans down to the local Um, mon pa grocery shop buy myself a nice milkshake and just sit on the corner of the store where the store is and just just mess around with the boys just a vibe it's a milkshake it's a milkshake like that blade was the energy drink the sandlot is the milkshake i'd I'd even say it's it's a malt because Mm. malt
0: feels a little more old school, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Good addition. All right. now I think I'm ready to hit you with the score. Hit me with your score. Yeah. I think I touched on everything.
0: Um, I really thought that uh, when we reviewed this, that I was going to give it a low score because I was like, it's probably, I'm probably remembering it better than it is. And it's probably not a well-made movie. Mm -hmm. I completely disagree with that. I think that it's really well made. Like it's, it's well shot. The story is fantastic. The characters get time to develop. Um, Yeah, it's a kid's movie, but I think it's awesome. Uh, So I gave it a whopping 89. I thought that there was no way that I would be that high. But after I watched it, I was like, this is, this is a, this is a really good movie. So 89.
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I was thinking like high 70s, low 80s when yeah. I was going to watch it. Um, I watched it and yeah, like as I'm watching it now, like obviously like we watch movies differently now versus when yeah. we were 12, 11. It's still, like you said, very well made um, so much character to this film. Um, my, I will say my favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes is when we're getting introduced to all the characters, all the guys, and like as Benny's introducing them, they're just spitting on the ground oh, yeah, for no yeah. apparent <laughs> reason. Um, just a lot of charm and character to this movie. Eighty-seven point five. Nice. Yeah.
0: I like when you throw those 0.5s on there. Like you weren't happy with an 87 or an 88. So you had to throw the point 0.5. I like the Very point particular, fives. yeah. Very I have particular. To do point <laughs> um, One more thing I got to mention. Another great quote said by Babe Ruth himself.
1: Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart. Yes. Right after he jacks his Hank Aaron card. <laughs> that was, yeah, about that yeah that was funny that was, that was funny. cool i never noticed that before yeah me either yeah, jacks Jax's hank aaron card yeah. <laughs> oh let me just say the guy who plays babe ruth did a great job and he has the coolest name of all time yes art lafleur art lafleur what a How name sick <laughs> that is the coolest he should be name. like uh, he should not be an actor he should be uh I don't know a king or something somewhere. Just some something that his name will be seen everywhere. Art LaFleur the Third, King of Scotland. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what a name, Art LaFleur. What a name. What a name. What a movie. What a movie. All right, uh, post review here. Uh, let's talk about school. It's a great time to talk about
0: school because it's nearly over. Um, What's going on? What do you got to say about about the teacher life?
1: Teacher life is good. Um, Teacher life has been light this week because my seniors are graduated, which is kind of sad because when I'm expecting to see them, I get nobody in my room. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of nice at the same time, but very sad. Um, My AP kids are just working on their final project, so there's not a lot for me to do. Um, But we did in film studies today, um, begin to see some of our blockbuster presentations. Um, yeah. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, check out the Rushmore episode, check out the once upon a time in America episode. Um, but these presentations have been super awesome. Um, I talked about just outlandish stories with intellectual properties a few episodes ago. Can I, there's so many good pitches that I heard today, but can I Share one of the crazier ones. Of course, I love crazy. Okay. This is the, this is great. The Revenge of Duo, Duolingo, the app. <laughs> this bird, the bird, obviously the mascot for the app, um, is irate because everybody who started a Duolingo lesson has never finished that lesson. And so, yeah. Can I just give some background for
0: people who don't know if you've never had Duolingo before it's known, it's like this language learning thing, but it's known for sending you notifications that are like mildly threatening. Um, like (laughs) it, it doesn't mess around. It's like, Hey, learn, learn your language. Let's go. It's kind of pushy. All right. That's all.
1: No, thank you for telling TTF nation that before I got into it. Um, and also with that, it's just like this, it's a free app where you could like learn any language and like many people, myself included, were like, hey, I'm going to learn German through this app. And it lasted maybe, maybe 20 minutes um, <laughs> and then it just fell off. And so the student decided to take that and make it into a movie where Duolingo, the bird is just so incredibly mad and it breaks through the app and turns into an actual like (laughs) sentient being and tries to track down every person that has opened a lesson and has not finished it. Um, It finds this one group of people who are now learning languages at a community college (laughs) and the community college is run by Danny DeVito Oh man. Um, the only person in this world that is able to outwit and outsmart Duo the bird. Um, <laughs> they think these characters think they have to beat Duolingo with their strength physically. Um, but Danny DeVito tells them that the only way to defeat Duolingo is through their use of language and oh my so they have to like learn all these different languages to ultimately <laughs> defeat the duolingo bird i mean props, how
0: creative is that yeah props <laughs> to that kid like that sounds so well put together and perfectly casted and it's got like great story beats and motivations and wow
1: it was wow. amazing i was like i was listening and like i was amazed yeah super cool
0: wow that is impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shout out that kid. Shout out that kid. Yeah.
0: I might have Um, to tell
1: that kid that I gave him a shout out without you. You definitely have to. Yeah, definitely have to. It was awesome. Well, uh,
0: and I'm I'm just going to talk about my like regular English class, because we've been, our final is like, you just got to give a speech. Um, And of course, there's more requirements than that. But you got to give a speech about something that you think people need to hear about. And the amount of topics that I have seen in the past, (laughs) uh, we've been doing it for three, four days now. Like, I know they talk about people who like go to war and have PTSD when they return home. That's how I feel after watching, (laughs) watching all these speeches. I got speeches about this one kid did a speech about how chicken little the movie um, is basically like has caused the downfall of society and, <laughs> and had all these like great reasons for why uh, it was. Say it seems valid. Uh, yeah, but here was the weird thing. They said that the movie was fantastic.
1: Ah. Um,
0: and that's why it caused the problems. And I <laughs> would have to disagree there. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I got one that was just about this, uh, this app called flying gorilla. Have you heard of this? I have not enlightened. Um, it was, it's this app that is literally just a gorilla flying through the air with its arms straight out. And it's, it's like temple run where you move to the side in uh, his whole speech was just like getting everybody to download uh, flying gorilla. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, those are two that, uh, again, I don't know if you put a non-teacher in that room and they watched that. I don't know if they're coming out the same person that they went in.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I like the creativity and I like the swing that they took. Me too. And I, I tell them, like, there has to be a purpose to it. Like,
0: you have to, it can't just be completely random. But if you want to be ridiculous and funny, I am definitely... The teacher for that like I love that stuff so yeah I got I got speeches about Shrek 2 and how it's the best I got speeches about um, I got a lot of Star Wars speeches this year like kids just ranking them and talking about them I think I have one tomorrow I think I've talked about him on the podcast as well he thinks that the third Star Wars is the best movie ever Yeah, Um, and it's up there it's not bad but I'm excited for that one so that's been my life
1: I like it. Shout out those kids.
0: Shout out those kids. <laughs> this is the shout out episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. we Love it. I love it.
0: All right. Anything else in the, in the, the teacher world? Um, no. Not really. Summer, baby. It's almost yeah, summer.
1: Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned.
1: We're almost there. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, I'm, we have not talked about the movie for next time at all. So I am
1: on the edge of my seat. This is a movie that I have seen a long, long, long time ago to the point where I don't remember a thing. Mm. This is a movie that is liked by a lot. And I feel like I say that with every episode. Um, I'm really excited for this. We're dabbling in a thriller slash horror type of movie. It is not the one you're thinking of right now. I'm not thinking of any, so nice okay. try. We're watching. We talked a lot about America in this episode, The Sandlot. We're going to talk about the, the psychos of America. American Psycho, starring Christian oh. Bale. Wow. Released in 2000 when I was a five-year-old boy. <laughs> We're watching that next week. It's available um, pretty much everywhere. Unlike the Sandlot, X-Ray um, dropped the ball. We figured everybody had seen Sandlot. It was not on a streaming site. We do apologize. We forgive X-Ray for his sins. Um, that's two weeks in a row where he's let us down, but we are we forgive him. Um, American Psycho, I believe you can find it on HBO Max, Amazon Prime, and Hulu. So we're making up for it next week. Um, I got a lot to say right now. <laughs> Uh, I, number one, let me, let one. me, thank you for sitting there and just taking it as I just interrupt you again. Thank you for just taking it.
0: Um, yeah, anytime, anytime you need me to be just be beat upon, I'm here <laughs> for you. That's we're friends. That's how we do it. Um, I, I had the idea and I forgot to float this by you. So why not just talk about it on, on the podcast? I was like, what if, you know, we keep it pretty mild mannered. Because we're teachers, we got to have a good public outlook. Right. What if for the summer episodes we just start cursing? We start talking <laughs> about the worst things possible, and then you pick a movie like American Psycho and you read by mind. Um, <laughs> this is this is very much a non-school movie. Um, you mentioned that this came out when you were five years old. Is that the first time you watched this movie?
1: And a half, five and a half. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, it's been a long time. I don't. The only scene I remember is like Christian Bale like peeling his skin. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a pretty sweet chainsaw white team. scene too. I'm pretty excited for. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm, I'm, good pick. Um, last thing I'll say: yes, apologies. When I checked, Sandlot, Disney, Hulu, uh, then it was gone. So uh, I, I blame corporate America. This is not my fault. This is. <laughs> jeff Bezos' fault yeah.
1: <laughs> everybody's seen the sandlot though yeah um i will not be cussing on any future episodes neither just will i i just want to make that clear as well it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> i yeah just to preface not to preface to what do you say disclaim yeah
0: disclaim yes, yes. disavow we disavow
1: this Is a family friendly podcast,
0: yes. This is a student friendly podcast, so yeah.
1: Well, you don't do we do not condone some of the films that we watch, though. We will say that that's that's true. We, we should
0: probably make that disclaimer probably before episode 11, but you know what? It's all right, it don't
1: matter. It's okay, they're on summer break, baby. Yep, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, We do not condone American Psycho that we will be watching next week, um, but we will be watching and talking about it. And it's available. um, HBO Max, Amazon Prime and Hulu for you if you so decide to watch. Mr. Ray X-Ray. You have anything else for the people? Um, Shout out Kevin Durant.
0: Ooh. Um come on the pod. We'd love to have you. You we'll Ooh. even let you pick the movie. We'll even let you pick the movie. Um, and you know, we'd look forward to having Kevin Durant on the podcast to talk about um, you know, I bet the Avengers is his favorite movie because he needs other people to do his work. Oh my god. Shot's I hard. had that Shot's one hard. stowed away. Had that one stowed away. See uh, the <laughs> end.
1: <laughs> How long did that take you to come up with, or was that off the top?
0: I thought of it immediately when we were talking about Kevin Durant, but didn't feel like it was the right time to slip it in. Okay. So I forced it in.
1: Now. Okay. But hey, yeah. you you called back to it. That was effortlessly too. <laughs> All right. I'm done. I'm, that's right. it for me. All righty, TTF Nation. Thank you for listening um, to the Sandlot episode next week, American Psycho. In the meantime, stay up to date on things. Do your homework and peace out. Peace out.